Over this week, we have listened to the Passion narrative and we've heard how Jesus and his disciples were in the Garden of Olives. And while there, Judas, with a large armed crowd, arrived. And with a kiss on the cheek, Judas signaled out Jesus. And Jesus asked, friend, why are you here? Why are you here? It's a very pertinent question that we need to answer for ourselves. Why are you here? Why did you seek out this video? Why are you watching this online? After all, isn't this the church of scandal and bankruptcy? Isn't this the Catholic church that has created by its own fault, some terrible headlines over the past few years. The church where deviant clergy have robbed some children of pure innocence. Isn't this where religious life has been tarnished by rogue individuals? Where good, decent Catholics have been shamed by the revelations of corruption and cover-up and misbehavior. Why are you here? I'm sure everyone has their own answer as to why you're here. May I suggest an answer for today? We're here because of what happened today. We're here because we believe in the resurrection. We are the resurrection church. From the sadness of Good Friday comes the hope of Easter Sunday. This day has provided hope for billions of people down through the centuries. This is the cornerstone of our faith. For over 2,000 years, this resurrection church has provided hope and comfort for the weary, forgiveness and understanding for those seeking peace, charity and compassion for those in need without ever requiring the limelight of the media. This church has taught us how to read and write and through its monastic traditions has preserved civilization through the dark ages. It has founded and continues to operate hundreds of thousands of schools and colleges, orphanages, hospitals, and it is one of the largest AIDS support in the world. This church has nurtured some heroic figures like St. Francis of Assisi, or the little flower, St. Therese of Lisieux. The priest who gave his life in the concentration camp to save a family, St. Maximilian Kolbe. An archbishop shot dead because he spoke out for the poor, Oscar Romero. A woman who brought compassion to the dying on the streets of Calcutta, St. Mother Teresa. Just to mention a few. 
The Catholic Church is recognised as the largest non-governmental provider of education and medical services in the world. But let's bring it closer to home. In this country, the Catholic Church provides 221 colleges and universities. That's over 720,000 students. Nearly 6,500 elementary middle and high schools, covering over 2 million children. Out of that, 99% graduate, 85% go on to college. And it's interesting to note that 12% of the world's Catholic colleges are in the United States. Indeed, America is the fourth largest Catholic population in the world. Catholic Health Ministry is the largest non-profit healthcare providers in the United States. Out of the 600 Catholic-runs hospitals, giving employment to over 700,000 people, one person in every seven, and we're not just talking about Catholics here, but people of every color, every creed, one person in every seven is cared for in a Catholic hospital, saving the taxpayer over $20 billion. Indeed, over the past 20 years, Catholic health care has grown by 22%. And yet with all these facts and figures, with all this good news, our so-called non-biased media reports about this growth with the headline, Growth in Catholic Hospitals is Restricting Abortion. And no doubt you all have your own personal stories, stories of priests and nuns and ordinary lay people who went out of their way to help you at some time or who taught you more than the school lessons required, saintly people who have inspired you by their work and service. I know an 84-year-old redemptorist priest called Martin who has spent most of his adult life living with and working for a small, poor farming community in Brazil. His house is a mud hut. One of the luxuries is that he has electricity in that hut, which gives him light at night, and he's also able to run his electric radio. He travels by motorbike. His bed is a simple hammock. Martin has dedicated his life to these people. He has given up so much, but he doesn't miss it. He leads a very simple life. Martin, an Irishman, will die in Brazil. Martin is loved. But Martin and his like will never be covered by the media. Except for the people in his village, his life, will go, his life and his work will go unnoticed. The life and hope that he gives to his people will never be reported. So why are you here? I think you are here because you know someone like Martin. 
because somewhere along the way, this resurrection church gave you some answers. You found your home in this church. In the grassroots of this institution, we can still feel the presence of Jesus Christ in his church. When we come together to celebrate the Eucharist, when we reach out to those in need, when we are inspired by the dedication and service of others. Today, we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. We celebrate it in this bruised and battered church. This rocky road that we have been traveling on will continue for a while longer. But Jesus remains with us. His church remains with us. He is here. And maybe that's why you're here. Thank you for being here.